0: Hey there, it's Mark from Third Shot Sports. Welcome to another episode of Pickleball Problems. Today on the show, I sit down with author Mike Brannon and talk about his new book, Pickleball and the Art of Living really looking forward to this rather philosophical discussion about the way that you can use pickleball the things that go on on the pickleball court and you can bring them into the rest of your life if you love pickleball if you love thinking about things bigger than pickleball i think you're really going to enjoy this conversation we're going to get to it in just a minute this episode of the show is brought to you by selkirk sport selkirk is the undisputed leader when it comes to making high quality and really good looking pickleball paddles Whether it's Tyson McGuffin's signature Invicta or the new Mach 6 used by Lindsay Newman and Riley Newman, Selkirk makes a paddle that's right for your game. I've used Selkirk paddles for a bunch of years now because their products are great and their customer service is always amazing. They make all of their paddles in Coeur Idaho. And you can buy Selkirk paddles from us at Third Shot Sports or head straight over to selkirk.com. Selkirk Sport. We are Pickleball. Okay, Mike Brennan, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Um, Your book, Pickleball and the Art of Living. I'm wondering if, you know, for our listeners or for our viewers, um, if you were going to give them the, the elevator pitch of what this book is, what this book is about, what would that be?
1: Um... See, no one's ever asked me, no. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's actually quite simple. It's, it's to get the most out of your life and out of your pickleball game. Um, there's a lot of different ways to, uh, to approach these things. And most of us, I think, actually know um, what we want to get out of life. We just um, sometimes don't take an active enough role in it to make it happen. Uh, we just kind of let life happen to us. This book is about um, kind of giving you a roadmap To say, okay, this is where I am. This is where I want to be. These are the steps to get there, and I draw on the knowledge of um, you know the people that have been writing about the same subject for thousands of years. Everything from the ancient Greeks all the way up to modern times to modern neuroscience. So it's really a a complete look at ways to uh, to get the most out of life and have a good time while you're at it. Uh, A lot of times, you know, philosophy and, and deep thoughts, we think, okay, I've got to put on my my serious face now and and, and, and figure this out and go step by step. And really, uh, a lot of it is intuitive, just trusting your gut. And, um, and so I see all the time when I'm working with people, um, either when I'm playing with them or coaching them, I see them get in their own way a lot, a lot of negative self-talk, a lot of frustration. And so what I'm trying to do here is just to give a light, uh, fun look at, um, at the game in your life and say, Hey, this you're pretty darn lucky to be where you are right now. Let's figure out ways to do this the right way and and enjoy ourselves.
0: I'm I'm curious, I mean, when you first mentioned to me that you were working on this kind of book and it really caught my attention in part because so much of what you see in the pickleball world right now when it comes to books are really focused on pickleball, on playing the game of pickleball, right? The the strategies you might use if you want to move from being a 3.5 player to a 4.0 or um, a more sort of technical manual or tech, document about um, the kind of mechanics that you need in order to play and so your book seems to take a very different approach and I'm wondering what was it that sort of sparked your desire to to write this book Because if I'm correct this is this is your first published book it is it is so what was the motivation that really sort of got this train rolling
1: so the funny thing about this is I had no intention whatsoever of writing about pickleball Uh, I was um, I was one of those lucky few people that was trapped on a cruise ship and off the coast of Australia back in February and March when the pandemic broke out. And so um, I wrote this book out of self-defense because either after my workout in the morning, I would start drinking about 830. Or I could start writing and maybe do something constructive with myself until I put off drinking till a reasonable hour like 10 (laughs) o'clock. So uh, you know it it, it was I just started to um, you know it was a great atmosphere to do it and I had I was obviously alone and uh, um, had nowhere else to go and and nobody would let um, us disembark in any country. We were zigzagging across the Pacific for 25 days um, uh, thank God, nobody on the ship was actually sick. We weren't one of those ships, but that didn't stop people from uh, from making sure we didn't land. So, I decided, you know, kind of one of the motifs of the book is, you know, when when things go sideways on you, what do you do? Uh, well, let's let's do something constructive. Let's do what we can do. Same with your pickleball game. You know, if you're if you're stuck in a rut, you know, well, what can you do? Well. You can just accept it and enjoy where you are. That's absolutely fine. Or, you know, you can, you can look to learn. There's so many things like your channel and, 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 like you said, instructional books and so forth. So just make the most out of it. So what inspired me to write this was kind of being trapped and going, okay, well, I've got nothing else to do. Let's, let's do it. And um, so I wrote the entire book. Um, it had a paragraph on pickleball. And so when I got home, I sent it off to a couple of my friends in the book business. And they said, I said, what do you think? They said, hey, we love your writing. This is really cool. Um, no one's ever going to read this because you're writing, you know, you're not famous. And in these days in the publishing world, apparently it's a prerequisite to be famous first and then write a book rather than write a book to become famous. And I'm thoroughly unfamous. I know no social media presence. Uh I, I keep a low profile in life and just try to um, enjoy the basics. And so uh, so they both, independently of each other, neither one has spoken to each other, said, hey, that pickleball thing, I've heard about that. That's interesting. What if you expanded on that? And so I, I, I took their advice to an extreme and wrote a whole damn book about it.
0: <laughs> wow. I, I had no idea. it came from such sort of a difficult time. Often when you hear about people who are planning to write a book it's it's very kind of deliberate right and oh yeah like you set out a schedule and they're gonna go and do it and opinion, huh. it's like well we're stuck on the cruise ship anyway might as well do something productive
1: yeah it, it was written on that like the um you know a bunch of like you know the back of bar tabs and uh napkins and uh you know it very fancy stuff so uh so yeah i can't say i ever set out to do this but but once it happened it was really fascinating mark it was uh um you know, I found that I think like all of us, we all have something to say. And um, when it when you actually you know have the the discipline to put it down in writing, it starts to grow in and of itself. And it's kind of this, the same approach that'm I'm, I'm taking as far as my advice for pickleball in life is that you know what you've gotta, you've got to embrace discipline a little bit. I mean, I think there's a part of us that then we think about discipline, we think, oh no, I'm being disciplined. you know this is a bad thing. But when you look back at a day, after you've had a full day and go, you know what, I did what I wanted to do today. I lived uh, you know, according to my values. I got stuff done. I put in the effort. I, I worked out. I ate well. I, I, you know, I played the game right. I enjoyed everybody I was with. It takes discipline to do that. And um, when, when you do that, at the end of the day, you put your head on the pillow and you go, you know what, that was a good day. So
0: it's, it strikes me that you know, the title of this book, Pickleball and the Art of Living, it's um, I, I mean this this title obviously pays homage to some of the other books that are out there right Zen in the art of motorcycle maintenance <laughs> um, yep. Zen in the art of archery is one even within pickleball we have the art of pickleball. Um, right So I'm wondering if you can say something a little bit about about that title selection what is it about um, what is it about? Pickleball and the art of living, as opposed to something else that you know you could have named this book. Can you say something about um, about the relationship between that title and essentially the content of the book?
1: Absolutely, and that's a great question because you know you know life and pick anything you do is an art. You know if if you actually um, you know put yourself to it and, and and throw yourself into the process. I mean when you watch a great player play pickleball, like you know the the pros. Um, and you look at them and your first, my first reaction anyways, probably like many people is how do they do that? You know, that's, that's amazing. And then when it comes to great writing, you think, oh my, my gosh, this is, you know, this really speaks to me. What an amazing piece of work, what a piece of art this is. And so I think a lot of us, when we talk about the art of living is that our life is our canvas. We have a, an opportunity to create art out of our life, whether that's to raise a family, to, to help others, to succeed in business, whatever that is. It's not, if, if you don't look at it as your art project, it becomes pretty mundane. It's just like you're just getting through day after day. The art of living is about really embracing life. And the pickleball part is about embracing your pickleball game and say, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm spending all this time out here why don't I take it up another level? Why don't I really take time to, uh, to feel grateful? To, um, to There's this book I refer to in my, in my book called Hardwiring Happiness. And the, the point is, is that we are actually descendants evolutionarily of Homo sapiens that survived by being negative. It sounds odd, but you know the only reason they survived because they were looking for a saber-toothed tiger behind every rock. The guy that was out in the forest taking cleansing breaths and doing meditation and looking up at the sky was basically prey. Uh, he wasn't on the lookout. So we're the descendants of, of people that looked at things negatively. We have to rewire ourselves to spend at least as much time focusing on the positive, the, the gratitude that's out there as we do on the negative. And so when you look at you listen to a, a pickleball game in progress, you'll hear a lot of ah, you know, or damn, or you know, just like you know, argh. And then when you, when you actually hear the people that are laughing you're you and, and smiling and having a good time, you go, ah, that's the art of pickleball is to, is to rewire your life and your attitude to, to look at things positively. And, and you can take the exact same set of circumstances and make it wonderful as you can make it awful. So, uh, so that's the art part of this is to, is to look at your life as that canvas that you were, that you were uh, creating art on.
0: This episode of Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Jigsaw Health. Whether you're spending tons of time on court as a player, or like me as a coach, you're going to want to make sure that your body can last. And that means no cramping. Jigsaw Health makes a wide range of products that can keep you hydrated and performing your best. I love Jigsaw's Berrylicious Electrolyte Supreme, but lately, I've been drinking a lot more pickleball cocktail. It's great tasting and gives me what I need to spend hour after hour on the court helping people to play better pickleball. And after a long day, I usually have a glass of MagSu, which I find calms me down, makes it easier to sleep. Head over to jigsawhealth.com and check out all of their great products. And if you use the promo code PB3SS10, you'll save 10 bucks on your order. That's promo code PB3SS10 to save $10. Jigsaw Health, it's fun to feel good. And so it sounds like really what you're kind of advocating for the thesis here is that um, is that there's a choice, right? There's a choice about how you choose to perceive the world around you, and whether that happens to be being struck on, stuck on a cruise ship during <laughs> the start of a pandemic, or whether you are, um, you know, you hit a, a third shot drop that again goes into the top of the net, right? You have a, a choice about how you can react to that and how you respond to that sort of. Um, stimulus is that right the, the, the that's the grid opportunity
1: that's absolutely right and the, and the the funny thing about this is if, if you were to tell somebody this their, their reaction would probably first thing they would say is I know okay we all know how do we make it happen how do we actually um, rewire ourselves and and create that that person that we want to be because we Uh, One thing I go over a lot in the book, I've I've taught psychology and I've studied uh, neuroscience is that um, most of our behaviors, all of our behaviors come from an emotional seat, the emotional brain precedes the prefrontal cortex precedes the rational brain so everything that we that we experience in life has an emotional underpinning to it. And so unless we are able to skillfully learn to observe those emotions with our higher self, we can just be at the whim. We can just live reflexively, reacting instead of acting. So if we just keep reacting to emotions, okay, my third shot hit the tape again. Ah, you know, just absolute frustration. Your emotional self says that, but it's when you start to, to look at the big picture and figure out better ways of living, you you, you are, are able to actually witness your emotional self having its little tantrum and go... Uh, that's okay all that means is we need to practice a bit more we need to focus on this or that and then if we don't do it right we need to smile and laugh because we're playing a game and we're playing with our friends and you look at the at the crazy world we live in right now to be able to do that is is such a blessing so it's be, it's being able to observe yourself to make the change you want to make in your life.
0: You mentioned that you you know this this book and the ideas within it don't exist in a vacuum, but they're part of sort of a long historical process, right? Right. Talking about going back to the ancient Greek philosophers or elsewhere, and I know you spoke to some people um, sort of today, right, who are out there who are maybe thinking about this. So I'm wondering if, um, you know, without giving away too much of the book, if you could- Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Um, Were there any sort of lessons or stories or examples as you were doing your research for this book, as you were doing these interviews and thinking about it, were there any um, lessons that really really stood out to you that struck a chord more than some of the other ones, let's say, for ways that people who maybe want to rethink their relationship with pickleball or their relationship with life, were there any stories that really stood out to you that you think, could be useful to you know, the average pickleball player.
1: Yeah, you know there's this there's this one in particular. There's this there's this incredible guy. He's in the pickleball world and he just he just is so wise and knowing. His name is Mark Renison, and <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, he is he's good looking. He's insightful. <laughs> um, but no, really, you you told me a brief story when I spoke to you in the book, and uh, it was in the message was your, your, your number one message was it's not about you. And, and I relate in the, uh, in the book that that very night after you'd said that to me, I was uh, with a friend of mine and she's got stage four pancreatic cancer. And we were together for a while and having an, an emotional conversation. And at one point she just stopped and just, you know, paused and then looked me in the eyes and said, you know, the way I'm dealing with this, I just have to realize it's not about me. You know it's about my kids it's about my friends it's about people reacting to my situation i just have to live my life and so that kind of thing when you when you can live uh, i mean obviously you know life at some level is about you i mean it's your life but when you live a less self-centered life when you when you can escape ego a little bit and and actually think okay how can I benefit others? You know, how can I make you know when you're playing a game? How can I make this more enjoyable for my pickleball partners? It's not about scowling and eye rolling when they miss an easy shot. It's not about um, grinding on yourself and, and negative self talk. It's you know what? It, it, I just can't take this too personally. Again, I'm I'm playing a game, and if you and if you extend that, the whole idea is pickleball in this book is a metaphor for life. If you extend that feeling to the rest of your life you can actually learn lessons on the court that can inform your life. And you can say, you know what, when, when someone cuts me off in traffic, when, you know, my, my puppy who's downstairs going crazy, um, <laughs> as we start trying to start the zoom call decides he's going to go into the bathroom trash can and redecorate the living room. I mean, that, you know, I can respond to that and say, how could he do this to me? And you can look at a, like a line call. How could they call that on me? Um, it, you know, it, how could they do this to me? And once you shift your way of, of being into it's not about me, life is easier. I mean, you just don't take things so personally. You go, oh, that happened. Yeah, yeah. I think,
0: I think that's, a, that's a nice example. I also think of it, you know, I often hear from people who are talking about, uh, let's say, the relationship between uh, two partners who play doubles together. Yeah, right. and so I'm playing with someone, and my I miss a shot, and my person yells at me, or they get upset, or whatever. <laughs> it's not actually about me, right? They're angry about all these other things. Sometimes they might not even have anything to do with what's going on on the pickleball court, right? They're mad because you know their yep. their toilet got backed up this morning before they left the house, and now they've got a flood that they've got to deal with, or whatever it might be. And so I think you're right that um, that that kind of perspective uh, really sort of changes the way that you look at not just what you're doing, but uh, the people that you're doing it with.
1: Absolutely. It just changes your whole, um, your relationship with life. You know, you, I talk in the book about the idea of the growth mindset. Um, if you have a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset, a growth mindset has nothing to protect when it, when it, um, when your mindset is one of growth, when you hear criticism, you know, as long as it's not mean, um, you take it as, ah, this is an opportunity for me to think again, about who I am and how I am, you know, instead of how could they say that about me? You know, who do they think they are? Um, And so when you start to do that, when you start to reflexively look that way and nurture your growth mindset in all kinds of ways, um, you just become more, more creative. You're freer because you realize it's not about me. I don't have to take this so personally. I've been given this gift of life. And and I've been given the gift of being able to play with my friends like I did when I was a little child. I mean, how much better can it get? So, you know, I'm not saying that there's not problems in the world. And I'm not saying that that there's not. And I talk in the book a lot about, you know, uh, serious subjects about death and grieving and obstacles and all of these difficult things we have in life. But you know what? In the world that we live in right now. this is as good a time as, as any to see the dysfunction that's out there and go, you know what? I'm not signing up for that. I'm not going to play that game anymore. I'm going to play the, the game of, of living joyfully, helping others, and, and just watching my life unfold in the way I, I've always wanted it to.
0: This episode of Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Acacia Sports. In 2021, Acacia Sports is coming out with the brand new Pro Shot pickleball shoe. This is an amazingly lightweight, durable, comfortable, specifically designed for pickleball shoe. Learn more about the Pro Shot at AcaciaSports.com. So it's it's you know as we're talking about this, and it strikes me that um, you know we can think about how if we think about life differently, then um, the bad things that happen to us on the pickleball court maybe don't seem so bad, right? We put things in perspective. And I'm wondering if, as you've been thinking about this and writing the book and doing the research, whether there's another side of the coin here where um, not just that you're, uh, let's say a more positive perspective or a growth mindset perspective, not just can help you sort of deal with the challenges of pickleball, but, Can you say something about whether um, that kind of a mindset or that kind of approach can actually improve pickleball performance? Because I know we're going to have people listening or watching who are like, this sounds great, but what I really want to (laughs) do is play better pickleball.
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay, yeah, I want to have a nice life too, but right now I've got this tournament coming up next month and I want to be able to perform better. So I guess we could call this like the instrumentalist approach to thinking about life in a more artful way, let's say. Um, right. Can there be an instrumental benefit to thinking about life this way when it comes to performing better on the pickleball court?
1: Absolutely. That is a, a terrific point, Mark. And, and it's and um, I've seen this with my students quite graphically, I think, um, especially when um, you're just getting into the game, there's so much self-doubt um, that's in play. And when you start to remove that self-doubt by not Taking it so personally and not grinding about making mistakes, then you just free yourself up. The, the other day, I was working with a, a wonderful woman who is, who is just beginning the game, and I was trying to work with her on her footwork, you know, to get in the right position to hit her ground strokes. And you know, she was so frustrated because she has not developed a kinetic chain over time. She doesn't. She doesn't have that background. So I'm building it. We're building it from scratch. Um, and then when she starts to when she starts to get it, when she starts to, 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 to just not spend so much time criticizing herself and just starts to let it flow, all of a sudden, we're, I'm watching her and it's just happening. And so this happens on every level of pickleball from the beginning all the way up to more advanced players. When you just let things flow, when you have this attitude, again, we've talked about how does it really benefit your game? You put yourself in that area, which, um, which I refer to as unconscious competence where it just flows. You don't have to think about, oh, my feet need to be here and my paddle needs to be there. And then I'm looking up where my opponent is. And now I must execute this shot. It just flows from you. So the whole idea is when you have a, um, this, this positive mindset as you're playing, you're, you don't have indecision. I mean, we all know what it's like to have a shot come up and you've got plenty of time to hit it. And then you botch it. And this first thing you hear is, oh, I had too much time to think about that. So the whole idea on this is, is to just em, embrace that flow when you're, and even, and then when you do make mistakes, you don't get caught up in reliving those mistakes, you get right to the next point, you come right back to that present moment and go, okay, I made a mistake, I don't have to take this personally, what can I do next? Well, all I can do next is play my next point. So you just, it, it just is a way of, of you, don't, you don't second guess yourself, you don't get caught up in line calls, you just go, okay, I'm playing a game and I'm gonna enjoy myself. And so when you have that mindset that um, it doesn't get caught up in the drama, you're able to perform at your best.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Pickleball Coaching International. PCI offers instructor education and certification in the United States and around the world. If you've thought about becoming a certified Pickleball instructor, Pickleball Coaching International is your best bet. PCI certification is just $249 and includes all your training materials, tons of resources, all your evaluations, liability insurance and great deals from our friends at Selkirk Sport. There is no better deal out there. Did I mention that Level 1 certification is 100% online? So you can take the course when it works for you you don't have to worry about costly or inconvenient travel. Like I do here at the show, PCI certification takes a modern, practical look at teaching pickleball in a way that is safe, fun and effective. Head over to PCIPickleball.com to learn more and to start your certification course today. That's PCIPickleball.com. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. And it sounds to me like this book would be um, a great read for anyone, no matter what their skill level, no matter what their background, if you want to uh, not only play better pickleball, but have um, maybe a... uh, a different perspective on how it fits into the rest of life and how they might kind of inform each other. It seems like this could be a really great read for anybody.
1: Yeah, Mark. I mean, I, I appreciate that. And I've had, I think the best thing to be honest with you about writing a book is um, first of all, I wrote a book. So I'm really proud of that. That's hard to do. Sure. Um, and the next thing was, is that um, I learned a lot about the, uh, the book world. And I realized that, you know, I didn't write this thing to make a lot of money. And it's a good thing. Uh, because it's not it's not in the cards unless you're that one in a million it doesn't really happen I wrote this book um as is, is part of my life goal is to continue to help people to share the, the blessings that I've had in my life and uh the best thing I've had is the feedback from others who've read the book and it's just been so positive it, it, everything from wow I didn't realize you know that about because I do a little instruction at the end you know, I didn't realize that about you know you know what your what your uh, your basics are on the dink I didn't realize that this is the way you you do this or that but mainly it's like you know what yeah this has really helped me to either appreciate my life more or to appreciate my partner more both on the court and off the court because I talk a lot about relationships and so so yeah there's it's the you know i wrote this book to help people and when i whenever i get that feedback i mean it really warms my heart and uh um and I, I the more happy pickleball players and people out there in this world today the better off we are there's just there's enough of that other junk going on so uh anything any small pebble i can throw in that pond and whatever ripples come from it i'm i'm very gratified
0: so if people would like to get themselves a copy of pickleball and the art of living by
1: Mike Brannon, where would they go? How do they get this? <laughs> nice plug. Um, they can go on Amazon and they can just type in Pickleball and the Art of Living. They can type in my name, Mike Brannon. Uh, they can also go to my website, mikebrannon.com, which is uh, M-I-K-E, that's not too hard. Brannon, brano com. And you can see all kinds of features and blogs and uh, uh, hopefully some stuff that'll make you smile. Um, you know, pictures of Cabo the pickleball pup who's hopefully stopped trashing my house and is now back to uh, being his noble self. And, uh, and yeah, there's, I, I'm gonna try to keep it, again, I, we, we talk about some serious subjects and, and, and the book does have a serious side to it. But I think the main thing I want people to realize about this book is that um, I have tried to fill it with humor um my my uh avatar in the book is the laughing buddha uh I, I i tend toward buddhism and the laughing buddha i it kind of personifies who i want to be on the court uh and who i want others to be on the court is like you know what live your best life but if you don't have your fair share of laughs you know who cares come on if you're not enjoying it you're not doing it right so uh so yeah mikebrandon.com or pickleball in the art of living uh, on amazon and um, a substantial percentage of everything, uh, what little I do make on the book does go to charities for hunger relief and disaster relief that I'm involved with. So well, you're doing a good deed too.
0: <laughs> well, we'll be sure to uh, link to all of those so people can get their own copy of Pickleball and the art of living. Uh, Mike Brandon, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a real pleasure to talk to you and congratulations on your debut book.
1: Thank you, Mark. And, uh, and best for you on all your endeavors. I just, I, I do love your content and, uh, I hope everybody out there um, can uh, can learn and laugh with you and, and do the same with me.
0: And we'll leave it there. Thanks very much to our guest, Mike Brannon, for coming on the show to talk about his book, Pickleball and the Art of Living. You can pick it up on Amazon or head over to his website, mikebrannon.com. We're going to be back next week with another show. And did you know that we now record videos as I make this podcast? So if you want to not just listen to this, but see me talk to someone or see me talking to the microphone, head over to our YouTube channel, Third Shot Sports. Just the look us up on the old YouTube and you can watch us in action. Until next time, I'm Mark Renison. Thanks for being here. Take care of yourselves.